Hello and welcome to the Sensing the Wild podcast. My name is Lee Nicholson and I'm your presenter. I work for a community interest company called Going for Independence, which is based in the Redcar and Cleveland area in the beautiful northeast of England. We work with people with sight loss and other disabilities who live in the Redcar, Stockton, Hartlepool and Darlington areas. Starting in July 2019, last year, we were funded by the Heritage Lottery Fund to organise adventures outside with walks and talks with blind people. We walked safely with local volunteers and had workshops with the Tees Valley Wildlife Trust. We were all enjoying the walks and the talks when the spring came. We had to cancel due to the coronavirus pandemic and now most of us are isolated indoors. So let's not despair. The Sense in the Wild practice is being inventive and we are presenting you with a weekly podcast about Sensing the Wild so we can continue where we left off in a virtual auditory way. And I look forward to bringing you weekly podcasts about wildlife. So let's get talking about it. Let's reminisce about some of the great days out we had with our groups. In this podcast, I want to remind you about an event which happened in December last year when the Country File team came to visit us in Errington Wood at Redcar. The presenter, Sean Fletcher, wanted to find out about how we started the Sensing the Wild project and why. Pam Bennett, the MD going for independence, explains why. a social enterprise that helps people enjoy the countryside. We realised that people were very isolated and they actually couldn't get out um, and experience this wonderful environment and uh, so we thought that it would be a good idea to start something. And what is it about nature and and getting out into the great outdoors, places like this, that that's so good? Well, goodness, I mean, it's good for your health, good for your well-being. It just makes you feel good also with being with other people in a safe environment made, made our group enjoy it more and uh, it, there's just so much to hear the, the bird song and the wind in the trees it's, it's chilly today do, do you do it in all seasons and all weathers well actually yes that was the, the whole project is about taking people out in all four seasons in the same place so that they can we can actually experience the differences at different times of the year The walks provide a guide for each person, like Lee Nicholson. Lee also trains up volunteers to become guides, and she's here today with her daughter Adele, who's partially sighted, to help me understand what's required. So we train the guides to um, look at safety. We're walking along now. The terrain is really rough. We've got leaves underground, slight drop-offs at the side, so they have to point out the dangers. But is it also the experience? Exactly, exactly. So it's, it's, it's a balancing act, really, between assessing the dangers and also helping the person to tune into that sensory experience. So if there's a muddy path, and there's a lot of mud in the middle. Part of the sensory experience is getting Adele to walk through the middle of it and to help feel the slippiness of the mud. So Adele, what is your visual impairment? Um, it's optic atrophy. Um, I've had it since I was born. So how much can you actually see? I mean, I'm a metre in front of you. Can you, can you see me? I can see you. Um, I can't see detail, so I couldn't see eye colour, pick out um, facial expressions, um, things like that. So what's it like for you now here in this forest? 
can hear the trees rustling. Um, I can hear the birds and sense the different textures under my feet. Being able to be out and about is absolutely amazing for me. As part of the training, prospective guides experience what it might be like to have a visual impairment. So this one shown is called hemineopia, which is somebody that suffered a stroke. One side of your sight is blanked out. Completely reduces my vision. I can only just about see you there. Yeah. These are interesting. Now, these are a condition called retinitis pigmentosa, which is a genetic condition. I've just got yes. a little pinprick there. Yes. And it's really debilitating, isn't it? Yeah. The final pair of glasses simulates the common condition of cataracts. Can we try and walk a little yes, bit? Yes, we can. Wow. There are no hazards to your left or to your right, and there's no hazards up above, so you're quite safe. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like I want to cling on to you. I know, I know. I can feel you clinging, yeah. clinging on. Yeah. A little bit dizzy. It's a really disorientating experience and makes me appreciate how difficult it is to walk around without my full vision. But with Lee's guidance and by tuning into my other senses, I'm experiencing the woodland in a new and different way. With my heightened awareness, I've joined the group for their walk to enjoy the late autumnal freshness and the crisp sound of crunching leaves. We've got lots of sycamore leaves around at the moment. If you get a handful of leaves and just hold them by your ear, then you can hear the whistling sound. These walks are led by the Tees Valley Wildlife Trust. It's actually very therapeutic, quite soothing, isn't it? Yeah. Like paper, perhaps, you know, the same sound. Yeah. Already, this sensory experience has given me a much deeper appreciation of nature. But like any trip into the countryside, these walks are also about bringing people together and having a good time. So, Rosemary, what do you love about being outdoors? I love the smells, the colours. You just spray. I love being outside. This is the woods that when in my age group we all did our courting in these woods oh did you yeah, so you've got some yeah. stories to tell oh well i'd rather not <laughs> oh go on it's just me no one else no, is listening but this is where the crowds used to come you, you hide away from your parents and it was just fun climbing all over the woods would you come to this woods without this group definitely not I just wouldn't have felt safe at all. I need to be with the group for this sort of thing. This group is invaluable in helping Rosemary relive those treasured memories. But there's one of our senses that still needs satisfying. And a few tasty treats are all part of this full sensory experience. Rosemary, this reminds me of being a little boy again. Having a beautiful campfire, sausages. When we came for the summer campfire, we had toasted marshmallows and I'd never had them before. And they are so sweet. They're magical, aren't they? Yeah. Because they're soft in the middle. All gooey and, and crisp on the outside. Uh, have we got marshmallows for pudding today? We have. We have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat this quickly yeah. <laughs> and get straight onto pudding. Yeah. <laughs> and believe me, those marshmallows went down 
very well indeed. Yes, I remember that day really well. We all really enjoyed it. You could almost taste those beautiful mas- marshmallows that were toasted on the fire. We all had a great time and thank you to the Sighted Guide volunteers, Terrington Wood and Steve from the Tees Valley Wildlife Trust who led the walk and members of the Red Car Group for making the day very, very special. Thank you very much for their input. podcast I will be featuring Darlington South Park, a lovely mature park central to Darlington just off Grange Road. I hope to remind you of the great days out we had there during the summer and autumn of last year. Can you remember when we dressed up in Halloween costumes and walked the park to the delight of the children? Our helpers were the friends of the South Park and we had lunch in the clock tower. Our guide from the Tees Valley Wildlife Trust that day was Kate and she told us about the flora and fauna and identified the biodiversity of the insects living in the trees. We will have a conversation with Falsarka, a botanist who specialises in the study of trees and she will be giving her expert opinion about the pine trees in the South Park. I look forward to seeing you next week then. Bye bye. Can you remember when we had the Halloween walk on the 31st of October last year? Can you remember I sent you all a letter to meet you at the South Park? Well, as you got out for your taxis, you looked such a fright, all dressed up in Halloween costumes and ready to party. We had some passing glances from the public wondering what we were up to that day. (laughs) We met Fal and Kate Bartram from the Tees Valley Wildlife Trust and Lee and Pam linked you to your guiders. The walk was a real success and I could see friendships were forming. The walk had a real buzz about it and the volunteers were guiding us safely as we went to meet in the central square and we paused to have a group photograph, can you remember? The weather was kind to us, sun and cloud and a bit chilly and that's to be expected, it is the autumn season after all. We had a nature education that day and we learned all about the trees and the flora and the fauna and the birds on the lake which we fed with the duck food. The volunteers knowledge about the history of the park was phenomenal. Marie was busy taking photographs of us all as we meandered our way through the pathways. We looked right spooky in our black bin liners and Jonathan wore a deadly spooky skeleton mask. Fal wore a fluorescent pea green curly wig. We didn't lose her, she was the brightest of beacons to follow. Sue looked menacing in her black curly wig and bin liner, a goth trendsetter she was. (laughs) The children joined in and helped us along the way. We all had a spooktacular time with them. Sweeties were found in pockets and we shared them between them. We were so glad they were happy. All in all, there were 15 of us to join at lunch in the clock tower. It was a squeeze to get us all round the table, but we managed to get around it. Pam and Lee served coffee and tea. And guess who forgot the juice? Yes, it was me. My slap dandoff Pam is still smarting. Never mind, we ran to the cafe and they helped us out with juice and duck food. The celebrities, 
you, our guests, got the best Marks and Spencer's sandwiches served to them in wraps. Not buns, but wraps. And we were, had posh crisps too. Oh, did I mention celebrities? Yes, you are the celebrities. You are the rock stars. Because the Northern Echo picked up on our spooktacular day and we featured in the Northern Echo who covered our story on the 5th of November. It was titled Teesside Scheme to Bring Visually Impaired Outdoors filmed by BBC and it was written by Paige McDermott who was the staff reporter. Hey, you can catch it on Google search, you know. I'll read the article to you. A new scheme which allows the visually impaired to explore their natural surroundings has seen positive results in its first months. The Sense in the Wild, a partnership between Gorm for Independence and Tees Valley Wildlife Trust and the local Friends of Groups, takes visually impaired people into green spaces such as woodlands or parks to explore nature using their senses. With events in Darlington, Stockton, Redcar and Hartlepool, the groups take a walk with the Tees Valley Wildlife Trust volunteers and sighted guides to reap the health and mental health benefits of being outdoors. I think they mean tree bathing by that, by the way. The project coordinator, Lee Nicholson, who works with Going for Independence, helps train volunteers to become sighted guides. She says, that's me speaking, I retired from Durham County Council and then I volunteered for the Tees Valley Wildlife Trust. My background is with visual impairment and rehabilitation for blind people. So they asked me if I would train their volunteers in being a sighted guide. My boss at Going for Independence, Pam Bennett, managed to secure a heritage lottery fund for her scheme, which was to match sighted guides with visually impaired people in the area and to get them to walk in woodlands and places that normally they can't access without a sighted guide. We started the scheme in July this year and it's been really successful. The health benefits and improvement of mental health have been fantastic. People who wouldn't walk very far have really extended their reach and walked farther than they would ever thought they could. This week, the group will be joined by the BBC film crews where Sense in the Wild will appear on the episode of Country File. Mrs Nicholson added, that's me by the way, we were really excited to get a call from the BBC after only being set up for a few months. At the moment, we can only take out a number of people about 10 to 12 because it relies on getting volunteers that are trained or can be trained as sighted guides. The first few months have been a trial run for us and we are hoping to be able to expand our reach of those that we can help. Wow, the RNIB also picked up on our scheme and covered a feature on their radio station. I have found a clip for you. They rang me and I covered the interview over the phone which was broadcast on the air. I was a little nervous but it all went well.
enjoy the sounds of nature. If you do, you might just fall in love with a new podcast series called Sensing the Wild. This project, funded by the Heritage Lottery Fund, is helping people with sight loss stay connected to our green spaces whilst at home. And I'm joined now by Lee Nicholson, project coordinator of Sensing the Wild podcast, to find out what makes it so special. Thank you for joining me today, Lee. Thank you for ringing me. So bringing the nature indoors, it's such a lovely idea. Yes, it is. Uh, we do a monthly podcast now for people with sight loss um, that are unfortunately still at home due to this horrible COVID situation. And we decided that to do a podcast was in response to the enjoyment people got from these walks that we were having during the different seasons, spring, summer, autumn, winter. And we had um, representatives from the Teaser Valley Wildlife Trust as well, um, who were giving workshop talks. So we thought, well, we'll continue the walks in an auditory way, and we'll just connect people with nature again in their own homes. And is it difficult to produce this during lockdown? Well, but it is, and, you know, I'm being careful. So last week I was in one of the beautiful green spaces in Middlesbrough, which is, um, it's actually a cemetery, a very old cemetery, which has some very old trees and lots of nature in there. Um, so I talked to the volunteers that actually look after the cemetery, and we did do social distancing, and we did interviews as well with my mobile phone, um, but at a distance, and everything worked well. Um, so that that will be produced at the end of the month. And we've also done one in Darlington South Park too, uh, which was really, really nice because it was just when the lockdown was easing, so there was a lot more people in the park, and we were able to talk to people that were doing bowling, and then we were introducing people to the new birds in the aviary, and down on the lake, um, talking about all the lovely geese that we've got down there and the volunteers in the park that look after the park um, joined in with it and there was also a lady who's a naturalist called Falsarka and she did us a lovely um, audio walk through the park mentioning all the beautiful um, pine trees and some of the more mature um, UK trees. And it's a really nice combination of audio because usually when you hear that it's a nature sort of podcast, you would expect, uh, I guess, a soundscape of the outdoors. But you have a lovely selection. You have all these conversations and you even have a virtual guided tour of the outdoors. So it's a very different experience. It is. And people are really enjoying that, especially engaging with other people um, in the natural space where we are. Um People are telling me, um, people with sight loss at home are telling me, it's like having the neighbours in the house. It's like company because they can hear people and it's a conversation and they're almost engaging with it. Um, and that seems to be benefiting people no end um, with regards to sort of social isolation and loneliness. Because that's a big issue right now, being obviously stuck at home, not being able to experience the things that you love. And it's just one of the ways that you can feel a bit more connected. Yes, that's right. We work in the Red Car in Cleveland area. The company I work for is called Going for Independence. Um, Pam Bennett is the um, MD. 
and it is a community interest company and we applied for the Heritage Lottery Fund grant and our invested partners are Tees Valley Wildlife Trust. So we're working together um, on this project, getting people, as I say, out and about in, into nice green spaces, walking with trained sighted guides. Um, so I say that, that was the project and it was running very nicely from last July and unfortunately that had to cease in March because of the COVID situation. So the podcast is actually a best fit scenario now uh, until we can all get back together again. The groups that we work with is the Teesside and District Society for the Blind, uh, focus on vision in Stockton. We've got Darlington Social Club for the Blind as well, and the Red Car Club for Blind People. So in those particular clubs, the Going for Independence team, they run art projects with people. So when they've actually been on the walks and had the talks, they collect sort of small seeds and berries and leaves and corns and things like that, um, all collected in a bag. And then they do art projects around those items. So it's a real 360-degree experience, the Sense in the Wild. It's such a lovely initiative. And obviously, as you mentioned, with uh, the lockdown and with current restrictions, having the podcast yeah. there is amazing. So how can we yeah. listen to the podcast? Well, it's on all major platforms now. I do the podcast through Anchor, uh, but you can get it on Google Podcasts and um, in Tuned In on Spotify as well. So those are the, the four major ones. And then there's other people that's joining the bandwagon now as well. And if I struggle with access to podcasts or internet, are there other ways for me to listen to it? Yes, um, we're currently trying to get some funding to get um, USB sticks and also CDs so we can record the podcast in another format uh, for people that don't have access to the IT and Wi-Fi. But most um, of the Daisy Player radios have a connection for a USB. Hopefully, um, we'll be able to get, get that out to people very soon. And if I wanted to have uh, find more information about the project, is there a way for me to contact you? Yes, there is. Um, you can go to our website, which is called Going for Independence, and you'll be able to um, contact Pam Bennett there, who is the managing director. Lee Nicholson, Project Coordinator of Sensing the Wild podcast, thank you for sharing the magic of the outdoors with RNIB Connect Radio. Thank you very much for having me today. Yep, yep, we've seen some action, haven't we? Anyway, we've got some good publicity for our project and hopefully we'll be able to extend it um, next year. Um, we're hoping to have a walk in April. Um, just let's hope this COVID situation is going to disappear and then we can plan for that now. Anyway, at the end of this, we decided to do like a bit of an evaluation with the sighted guides. So here's their opinions. Yes, this is Darlington VI Group, and we just want to ask you all, how have you how have you found it today? So one at a time, Lee. Yeah, Alan. It's been absolutely marvellous. <coughs> a wonderful time. Enjoyed it. Yes. Good. Anybody Shall else like to? We really enjoyed the going around the park. I'm sorry I had to be pushed with a wheelchair, but it was great, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you all very much for, for sponsoring the. 
Lovely. Thank I look forward to smashing. Thank you very much. Especially the Anybody else? Jonathan, would you like to comment? Miss Sheila, Lady Sheila. Tonight is also in the in the Would you like to say something, Sheila? Having a one-to-one helper with not hearing has made it you know, difference. so special. Thank Good. you. Oh, and Jonathan? Oh, brilliant. It was fascinating. I've learned a lot of different things. Like a place I've visited many times I've learned new things about. Yeah. So that was, that was very good as well. Good, yeah. And, and, and uh, I could see all the different things up leaves and things off each of the trees. Yeah. So, yeah, great. So as a food, that was brilliant too. Good. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, Sheila's? No, it's Maureen. Maureen's Maureen. and Maureen. And I quite enjoyed it and I enjoyed my guide because not being able to describe him stuff and, and I saw trees that I haven't seen since I was young. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. 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 I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Mabel. Mabel. Yeah, it was brilliant. I enjoyed every minute and everybody helped and was so informative. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and Rosalind? It made you look at things in a different perspective. I've noticed things I would never have noticed before. Oh. And with my, my helper, she was great. Thank, oh, you. Thank you very much. I just want to give you some news that we may be able to have another walk in April next year in 2021. Hopefully the pandemic will be much less by then. And we have really enjoyed your company so far and we don't want to let you go yet. We want to hear all about your lockdown stories, so keep those memories fresh for us to all listen to. I know there will be funny tales and there will be some sad ones too. But they are all now part of our cultural heritage of local dialect and language and we may be featured in the historical archives of the British Library. Who knows what's to come? I do know for a fact that we have been mentioned by Fowl at the British Botanical Society she gave a presentation to all her naturalist friends in London about the experience of meeting with us and how it had enlightened her colleagues about living life and enjoying nature. She has challenged her college to think very differently as to be more sensory and tactile aware in their presenting styles. And thank you to Fal for your continued support with this and creating awareness is so important. We will meet up soon and enjoy the podcast CD that is coming your way in the post. It will arrive about Christmas time. And remember to listen to the podcast CD as it's about you and all our friends including those in other areas. It will take you on a virtual journey of the North East. So take care everyone and we will be in touch by telephone very soon. Right, so this it's the Friends of the South Park now. They're going to give their opinions of the day, OK? So I suppose if we come to John and then Wendy okay, mm. and Fal, <coughs> if you could make a comment um, was, about how you found it. We found it very helpful to sh- take people around. It's a pleasure to show South Park, which we're very proud of and we enjoy it ourselves, and it's a pleasure to share it with other people. Mm-hmm. And Fal, could you make a comment? Um, I think I would like to say that um, I have learned a lot from the lady I was guiding and I have, um, you know, suddenly I realised how much we could, uh, you know, let them have the knowledge of the trees and the plants and everything. Thank you. (coughs) Right, Wendy. 
Mm -hmm. uh, I was a bit daunted and I wondered what it would be like, but I've really enjoyed it, especially Maureen. Oh, we had a good talk and I hope I get you next time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, that can be a team. That can be organised, yeah. Great, right, okay. Um, hope. Did you enjoy it, taking the enjoy photographs? It. Yeah. yeah, you enjoyed taking the photographs, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Did you enjoy it with yeah. the leaves? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a laugh? Yeah. Way yeah, that's something. Yeah. Ma Mary. Oh. Yeah. Hello. Uh, this is my first occasion. I've really benefited from it because I used to have visual disability myself mm -hmm. and can sort of see both sides. I've made a new acquaintance. Mm -hmm. I've met old friends. I've met new people delightful people all with different perspectives on this occasion mm -hmm. and another group that I go to we've invented a word that means you've had a good laugh and it's titterworthy this occasion was titterworthy fantastic thank you Mary right Jan yes I agree with that as well and as John said we do love our park so it's been a pleasure to walk around with people, you know, and explain to people what's there. And next time we're going to bring our walk in the park book and so that we can give you a little bit more of the history because we can't remember everything. There's so much to, to know about. So it would, we'll be trying to describe some of the history with it as well. Yes, thank you. And, and Marie? Is it working? Yes. Well... I didn't know about this, how I really wanted to take part in it, but I'm not really, although I'm a friend of the park, I don't know much about the trees and the flowers and God knows what. But you know, Sheila knew quite a bit. Sheila and I got on like a house on fire. Lovely. We're bosom buddies now, aren't we, yeah. Sheila? Yeah. Right. And, and, and I picked up so much information from other people as well as I was listening as I, as I went around. So I think it's fabulous this, and I really look forward to the next one. Oh, that's terrific. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Thanks.